0: not everybody has taken a clear path. Most of the folks have started on one journey and then life kind of led them on a different path.
1: So today we're going to talk to Dr. Jessica Ranero-Ramirez. She is the director of the College and Career Pathways Program here at the college, and she's going to talk to us about the Career Connection event coming up on February 18th. So tell me, you know, dual enrollment is like 40% of our students here at the college, you know, so how does that program work?
0: So yes, we are a big chunk of the school. And the great thing about dual enrollment is that it allows students while they're in high school to actually earn college degrees. And if they start early enough with us and plan well enough, they can actually graduate from ACC before they finish high school literally like a week or two. So we actually go to the high school. Our instructors go to the high school, we have advisors in the high school, and we build those classes into the regular high school day. So students don't have to come here, they don't have to take extra time out of the day, but they are actually in true college classes. So that's the great benefit of it, is that they get that experience um, without even having to leave their actual high school.
1: So how do we maintain the rigor of these classes? You know, because that's one criticism you hear a lot about dual enrollment is that it's, you know, people don't see it the same as a college class, but they are, and...
0: Yeah, they're the same as a college class. They're taught by our college instructors. So uh, the majority, probably easily over 90% of the courses are taught by actual ACC instructors that travel to the high school. They're the same instructors that teach on campus or online as well, too. And they use the same syllabus. Same tests, same papers, everything is the same, and so um, it's just the location is different. Uh, so students are expected to—they are told from the onset that they are college students, and they're expected to work like any other college students. So.
1: So what are some of the benefits for a student that might be considering this? <laughs> well, I think for the parents is probably the biggest benefit. Uh, we can start benefit. with the parents if you want, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, obviously, it's uh, one of the biggest things is the cost savings, right? A typical four-year university for a year of tuition would be $10,000. So... If a student finishes their dual degree, they're essentially knocking out two years. So it's twenty thousand dollars, let's say, generally for just the courses. For our in district students, for those same two years, they'd be paying fifteen hundred dollars versus twenty thousand. And for our out of district students, they'd be paying about four thousand five hundred in comparison, again, to that twenty thousand. So it's a great.
1: Well, that all varies to what university you go to. Yes, as well. it does.
0: Yeah, yes. So this is just kind of a typical average. Uh, tuition. I can't
1: imagine any university they would be going to where they would be paying less.
0: No, 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 probably not. The other thing too is because it's in the high school and we have the support system there through the advisors, then they have a lot of support to help them learn what it's like to be a college student in a safe environment. A lot of people are checking in on them, a lot of people are looking out for them, where they may or may not get that going directly into a four-year university. And so that's a huge plus for the students. The other thing is that we really are very intentional about how we work with them and advise them on how to pick their courses, too. The other plus, too, is that the college course is also counting as a high school credit. Right. So they're essentially taking care of two things at one time.
1: What are some of the challenges that these students face that maybe they wouldn't face if they were older coming to campus, if at all? I mean, I'm, everything presents its challenges, so...
0: Well, I think it's just it's a typical transition, right? It's a change. So the hard part, I think, for some of our dual enrollment students is that they're living in kind of like two worlds at the same time. So when they're in their college classes, they really have to adjust to the fact that they have a lot less assignments, so a lot less grades. So every grade counts a lot more and you can't turn in things late and still get the same credit for them. So that's part of that learning curve for the student you get your syllabus you get your dates at the beginning of the semester you're responsible for remembering when things are due unlike what they're accustomed to the other thing too is you actually have to like learn the stuff and apply it you know i was that way when i was in high school i had a great short-term memory i would remember the exact examples that were given to me and i could spit it right back out on the test when i got to college i had to learn how to actually learn the material because the test gave me different examples that I had to apply that knowledge to, and I was like, wait, what? I re- memorized that other example, now you want me to apply it to something else? So I think that's typical for students to adjust to that. The other thing is time management, you know, procrastination. Oh, totally, that's every college student though, Yeah, that, you and know. every person, still some of us adults <laughs> as well too. But it's learning how to manage their time, especially for those students that are involved in a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, we have students that are in band and athletics, volunteering, all of that. So how do they balance that out? But those are great lessons for them to learn. Again, like I said, right. in a safe environment, in a supportive environment that will help them smoothly adjust once they go on to their four year.
1: Now, not all of the dual enrollment students do the 60-hour program where they get a degree. So, I mean, there's a lot of them, I would assume or actually the majority of them do just, you know, knock out some credits while they're in high school so that when they do start yeah, college, they're, they're you know, a semester or two ahead than yep. where they would be. So,
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I'm glad you bring that up. It doesn't... Y- in order to participate, you don't have to lock in that you're committed to completing the 60 credits. There's some students who just take one or two courses with us. The other thing, too, that I also want to point out is for our Alvin ISD students, they have an opportunity to opt for some of our technical programs. We've got pharmacy tech, we have EMT, and we also have culinary, where they can take, again, some of our college courses and just have to take an additional semester in the summer to earn a certificate uh, with us and so that sets them up as well too for those technical fields So one of the things that we also like to work with our students on is really helping them explore their options you know what do you want to be when you grow up that great. Big question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the great thing is that there are lots of options, but that can also be really overwhelming. And so, so from,
1: especially if you're 14 years old, yes, <laughs> this can be
0: exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I have to make a decision now for what I'm going to do every day right. for the rest of my life. So that can be very overwhelming. So our advisors recognize that in working with students, that that was naturally a very overwhelming thing, or that students had misconceptions of what. A career was what the day to day was, Mm -hmm. and they were a little bit maybe naive about what it all involved. Like, nurses really do have to deal with bloods and guts and all (laughs) that stuff, you know. So, we put together an event called the Career Connection, and so this is now our second year that we've been putting it on. We offer it in the fall and in the spring, and in the fall, we typically focus on career fields that are more technical, so career fields that typically just require an associate's degree. So like last fall, we had process technology. We had the ADN and the LVN folks who went into those fields. And so in the spring, we transitioned to focusing on careers that require more of a terminal degree. So this spring, we're going to have medical doctors that are going to be on panels for us, um, engineers, folks in cybersecurity or computer technology, and then criminal justice and forensics. So anybody that's into like (laughs) forensic stuff and love those shows can come out. Rise of
1: popularity of all the true crime stuff.
0: Exactly, (laughs) exactly. Uh, So the nice thing is that we actually bring people who are working in those fields to come and talk to the students and parents. Parents are invited as well Um, and tell them a little bit about their journey and what the day to day is like and maybe some pointers or tips about what they wish they knew or how to be better prepared uh, to go into that field. Um, we also I spend a lot of time in the introduction trying to encourage students that this is their opportunity to network. You know, this is their opportunity to say, hi, my name is so and so. Here's my email address. Can I email you to ask you more questions? Because these are folks, you know, that clearly are interested in giving of their time if they come to spend a Saturday morning with us mm-hmm. um, and more likely than not would be really happy to continue to support a student as they continue to explore uh, their different options. So it's a Saturday morning. Uh, this spring it's going to be Saturday February 18th from 8:30 to 1. We're going to do it here on campus in our S building. Um, And we provide some breakfast snacks and we provide lunch and some uh, goodies. We also have some great giveaway door prizes to include uh, bookstore gift cards and some AirPods (laughs) and all of that good stuff. So we try to make it fun for the students so they can really get a lot out of it. And we've gotten some really good feedback.
1: What uh so how does the format work when they get there? I mean, I know you said you have like these kind of panelists, mm-hmm. but how is it going to work when a student comes in? What are all they going to be able to do?
0: So they come in, they check in, then um we'll have an opening session. Uh, well they'll get to hear from me welcoming them and encouraging them on how to take advantage of the day and then we will um, break out so we'll rotate between the different fields so that students maybe there's a student who might be interested in healthcare and criminal justice and forensics right so they want to get a chance to hear from both of those so we try to build in that for people to explore all the different options that we have and give them a chance to get up and rotate and move around as well too
1: So do students have to register for the event? Yes, it is very helpful
0: for us if they do register for the event. That way we know how many folks to prepare for, but we will obviously not turn anyone away if they show up. But there is, at their high schools, should be seeing, if they haven't already, we'll be seeing very soon flyers going around. Uh, they'll get messages from their dual enrollment advisors as well. Um, but we'd like to post them because this is not just for dual enrollment students. This is open to any Um, of our districts that we serve which includes Alvin ISD, Pearland ISD, and Danbury ISD Um, and there's a QR code so they can just scan the QR code give us their information and that way we have some information to remind them and follow up with them as well too Um, and like I said parents are welcome as well Um, we've had parents that come and hang out and a couple that've been like, "Ooh, I didn't know you all had that program," and end up um, wanting to learn more about it.
1: So, how many students do you usually get to come to this? I know you've had it a couple times now. So.
0: Yeah. So again, we probably average somewhere between 30 and 40 students. We'd love to have more but we also understand it's a Saturday morning. But uh, that's we also wanted to not conflict with a regular school day or a busy school week, right. and so this was the best time to do it. But the more the merrier. We will welcome all.
1: So what kind of things are they, are they going to learn about? I know you were saying, like, they'll get more details about a particular profession, but what are some of the things that they'll learn about?
0: So they will, you know, learn about how many – years of schooling, for example, it takes, or what type of school to go to, you know, sometimes, especially our more popular ones being the medical field, students don't realize that first you finish your bachelor's degree, and then you go on to medical school, and there's a residency, (laughs) and la 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 la. And so kind of learning what those steps are. Uh, And also, I think part of what has been really great is that What's been affirming from the stories that we've heard from folks, too, is not everybody has taken a clear path. Most of the folks that have been on the panels have started on one journey, and then life kind of led them on a different path. And not all of them were traditional age students. Some of them paused out. And so, some it's of them, ex- it's a
1: second career. Exactly, <laughs> <as well. laughs>
0: exactly. Or some of them tripped into the career. That's not what they ever thought they would be doing. And so, I think it's affirming for some students like, oh, you don't have to have it all figured out right now. Right. And it's okay. And here's some other things that maybe you never thought about also just simple things about like resources for example in the past they've kind of shared websites of like hey here's a place where if you want to learn more about it go go to this website and here we'll give you all the details of what you need to know to get ready for that career or to learn about where people went to school sometimes you know what i was a first generation college student like I didn't know where I was supposed to look or what I was supposed to do to find out about different careers. I had made-up stories or stories of what I saw on TV. You mm. know, usually that didn't match what the reality <laughs> was. And I, so I have yet just, to
1: encounter one. Yes, you know.
0: yes. So this just kind of opens people's eyes up.
1: and I would imagine it kind of helps them find communities, too, that might be... Because, you know, a lot of professions, they have like little communities Professional online or so on. and yeah. yeah and then imagine this because finding those is very helpful and determining definitely what all is going on and how it works and,
0: and even like some of them i'm thinking in particular about the two folks that came last year that were actually in medical school that came and served on our panel talked about the scholarship opportunities too that they tapped into to help them um pay for school as well too and so um those things are all super helpful
1: Okay, well, thank you for coming to talk to me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, John. To read about these stories and more, visit alvincollege.edu.